Thanks for listening to the IBC podcast. For daily news, features, interviews, and more, visit IBC 365. Hello, and welcome to the IBC podcast. My name's Karen Boyd, and I am a content producer at IBC 365 and the IBC Show. On this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Barrett Kamiski, who is the founder and CEO of Migo, a disruptive digital distribution service for emerging economies. Barrett discusses how his company is providing affordable access to premium video content in Indonesia for download over local Wi-Fi hotspots for offline viewing on mobiles and tablets. The company has ambitious plans to expand across Asia, including most immediately in Indonesia and the Philippines. He also talks about how the Dalet Flex media logistics platform supports Migo's data delivery operation. And we hear from Patricio Cummins, general manager of Dalet Asia Pacific, about how Flex helps both Migo and other content providers manage data. Starting with Barrett, we asked for more detail on what the Migo service is. Yeah, so Migo is a consumer-centric innovation company focused on the mass market in emerging markets, i.e., you know, the other three billion, if you will. And it came about because I, I started a company in the 90s called E-Ink, uh, which was the enabling technology for the Kindle. We revolutionized long-form reading, sold 100 million units, billions of eBooks, and I decided to take that same kind of um, innovation mindset and apply it to the under-innovated billions of people in emerging markets in you know South Asia, Southeast Asia, Africa, etc. In particular, in the service of getting them. Uh, lots and lots of data, in particular video, long form video um, and entertainment education. 80% of uh, global internet traffic is long form video, uh, film, television, kids, et cetera, OTT, SVOD. Uh, and so that's what we were stocking the shelves with initially, but we've also added in uh, education, video content, educational video from both private parties as well as the government. And over the last six months, you know, the attach rate on the education has gone from zero to about 40%. We are in negotiations with other players. So the strategy we're running is, you know, the iTunes strategy, if you will. Like if Netflix and Kindle were kind of single purpose um, portals, we're more of a general purpose retailer. So iTunes, as you remember, started with, you know, MP3s and then evolved to film, television, apps, games, ebooks, learning, you know, et cetera, podcasts. And so we're doing the same thing. So so we're in negotiations with, um, and we've actually launched already some audio formats. Uh, we're we're talking to some music people, ebook people, games, um, ebooks, manga, graphic novels, you know, et cetera. So so we'll be we'll be extending the offering beyond just long form uh, video to, and then also short form as well. So. Any form of media, basically, like we're, we're like a media superstore. We asked how Migo works for consumers. But sort of pre-Migo, the problem is um, is data costs, right? So 
it's it's just expensive. They have to think about their their data budget. Um, and to and and the networks are slow. They're inefficient. There's buffering. It's you know they have to, consumers have to pay for it, et cetera. So so we give the data away for free, right? And then yeah, on their device, typically what we see is they have a 16 gig memory card with like I think the latest data was a median of four or five gigs free. So that's enough for us to push you know 10, 20, 30 hours of content at a time. And then they, you know, they cycle through that. They delete it, obviously, after they watch it or they, they don't watch it. You know, so there's 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 enough space for us to push some content down to their device. They're concerned about their data budget. They're concerned about their their cellular data costs. But if they can come to one of our hotspots and download, you know, five movies in three minutes for offline you know, viewing, that that's very, very compelling for free. That's very compelling. We asked how the service is being received and what sort of numbers they are receiving. Yeah, it's it's good. You know, I mean, people are like <laughs> the data costs are real. And if you know, it's a, it's a core part of our messaging to consumers that um, there's no data required and you can download for free and it's fast and people like that. You know, they like the entertainment. They like the education. Uh, we have a really compelling offering of domestic content so we, we we've had good good partnerships with uh domestic film producers and television shops um, that are giving us great content and you know it's 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 sort of as you would expect people are taking a standard fare of ott you know guys are watching the action films the women are watching the k-dramas they're bringing home kids content for their family and they're watching for hours at a time uh, without having to pay for it. Right now, we're operating at about a thousand. We have about twelve hundred retail locations serving about uh, a million customers. Uh, they're downloading a few hours at a time. They are watching an hour plus per watching day, and that's across about fifty different content providers, both onshore, regional, uh, Asia. Uh, and global with a bias towards the domestic Indonesian and, and regional players. We then asked Barrett, how does the Delet media solutions and service providers support Migo? So we've got a, you know, a, a, a media workflow um, from the ingest side to then all of the cleanup, the transcode, the metadata, and then pushing it down to our, uh, our edge cache nodes. And the Dalet solution, you know, with a fair amount of integration work, you know, from both sides, has been very helpful for us to streamline our workflow of the uh, of of our our content warehouse. Essentially, we also asked for more detail about Dalet Flex. It's a content. I think the industry would call it a content management system. So it's a kind of database, if you will, and workflow program to allow us to do customized workflows, to ingest content, um, and then keep it all sort of organized uh, and then push it down through our, our workflow down to our edge nodes. You know, I mean, any company, you know, think will always does like a build by analysis for this kind of project. Uh, and I think for our needs, it was, you know, dramatically more efficient to use this solution to drop in 
um, and 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 get us up and running, um, you know, and 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 yeah, we're 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 in a smooth and streamlined way. You know, I think we had previously we previously had an in-house system, um, and and like like any home-built system, that that's there's a lot of maintenance with that, and you know, it's it's not necessarily very flexible, uh, and so I think given the Dalit's experience and the maturity of the Flex product, uh, it, it was much more efficient and more reliable uh, for us to do large-scale asset management and metadata management um, with the the workflows, the forms, the portals, you know, the the kind of analytics that the 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 QA end-to-end system. So, uh, you know, a turn, not turnkey, but a, a, a professional mature off the shelf solution ha- was, we found to be much more efficient than, you know, our homebrew efforts previously. It plugs in with AWS, um, I, our analytics engines can tap into it, you know, our, our CPs um, in all the wide range of sort of interactions the inter- interfaces that we have with cps they can plug into it directly so yeah we're, we're quite satisfied you're listening to the ivc podcast i'm karen boyd and we're talking to barrett comiskey founder of digital distribution service migo and patricio cummins general manager of delet asia pacific Turning to Patricio, we asked how Dalet is supporting Migo. Well, we're a media solutions and service provider, right? Uh, and we've always been helping media companies, especially media-rich organizations such as Migo, content owners in general, um, you know, get their um, the content out to the public. We provide content production and distribution workflow solutions, uh, including media logistics, and our Flex solution, which is our media logistics solutions is the one Migo has been using for the last four-ish years. The way that they use it is they used to have their own in-house team developing all of their content contribution and localization workflows. Um, This was uh, a human heavy task and they replaced part of of that team with Flex so they can automate the ingest of content from content uh, providers, they can automate their metadata schemas. So they become a metadata rich organization so they that can curate the cost content better. And then they distribute it to their, their outlets. As you know, Migo doesn't um, produce their own content. They distribute third party content. So that means that usually you have a plethora of um, different flavors of metadata. Um, they use Flex so they can standardize the metadata, meaning they can tell all of their content providers how they need that metadata to come in. That sort of, you know, organizes it internally. That's the way that they know how to categorize different content and how to distribute to the different outlets. And the other thing that Flex does for them is they is it orchestrates all of their workflows. So they have a, a visually rich uh, dashboard in which they know exactly how each piece of content needs to come in and go out and what it has to do in the middle. All of the approval processes, all the translations, all the subtitling, all the different transcodings. So that's what Flex does. It organizes all of the internal workings 
And in the end, it does what Flex is meant to do, which is makes the organization more efficient. It reduces errors and it reduces the output time. It can be used any way um, our customers want it. Um, the name itself should ring a bell. Flex is for flexibility. The way it is built is for people to use it the way they need. And the aim that each of these customers will have is very similar, even though their needs are different, which is to become more efficient, more effective, to have less errors, to do more with the same stuff, right? Or uh, reduce costs, right? We, we find this uh, as, as the, the key point for every one of our customers, even though they all use it differently. We also asked Patricio about Dalet's plans for Flex. Well, the latest that we have for Flex is expanding it to even more verticals than we, we have up to now. So traditionally, we have been working with content producers, with content distributors, but mostly tier one um, players out there. Now we want to go a bit further and start reaching out to tier two, tier threes. Before, uh, our cost was prohibitive for, for all of these tiers. But now that we have introduced the Let Flex for Teams, we have drastically lowered the, the cost of entry right to professional tools for media companies. Um, so it's offering different standardized solutions, right? Um, it features unified and collaborative media environments, right, for archiving or for uh, sorry, distribution. All of this is mostly pre-configured and making it very easy to start. Before, our approach was based on a software license and uh, scope of work to, to configure and integrate uh, Flex for a particular solution. But now people are going to be using it as a, as a software service solution, right? Uh, most of them will get and benefit from 80% of the existing features. And maybe there's a 20% that we will need to configure to their own needs. But basically everyone gets the same and they all share the same infrastructure. So that's another problem that we take away from our customers, right? They need to get their own contracts with a cloud provider or manage their own infrastructure. And we asked about Delet's support for customers worldwide. Well, our support organization makes up maybe 25% of our overall team. We have uh, the usual follow some, the Sun 24-7 support system. Uh, and depends on the SLA that our customer has with us, is the you know the level of support or, or the or the agility of response that we'll have. Um, we do have presences in Asia Pacific, so that's actually my region. And we have people in India, we have people in Malaysia, in Singapore, in the Philippines itself. We have people on the ground in Australia and even in Japan. So these guys have very good coverage. But if, let's say their problem breaks out during the night, which is not unusual, um, they will have support from the US or they will have support from Europe. So yeah, our, our customers are, are always looked after is at the heart of what we do is customer success. Finally, we asked Barrett at Migo about the prospects for his company going forward. Where we are today is we've proven our, our unit economics at scale. So that's a dollar capex per customer and 50 cents per customer per year of OPEX. And they can come pick up 10 gigs a day if they want uh, from our locations. So compared to the alternatives, you know, we believe we have a very compelling 
proposition to consumers where we can essentially zero rate data and they could come get five, 10 gigs a day. It only costs us 50 cents a year to deliver that. It's a fixed cost. And our CapEx per customer is a dollar. And so what we're finding is that, you know, in the global streaming wars where the major U.S., primarily U.S., OTTs are spending hundreds of, you know, in aggregate, $230 billion of content um, just for the OTTs in 22. But as we recently saw with Netflix, you know, the, the TAM is not necessarily a billion households. You know, they've just been re-rated to 400 million wireline households. And I think that's a great kind of proof point of the, of the MIGO thesis that there are mobile first, mobile only households where they are, the, the networks are slow, they have buffering, data is expensive. And so if, you know, as MIGO deploys a distribution solution to ena- enable, you know, tens of gigs of personalized asynchronous content delivery, what we're seeing is heightened interest from the OTTs to see us, Migo, as a piece in the puzzle in the global distribution landscape of, hey, how do we actually get to these hundreds of millions of customers in emerging markets where the network infrastructure is poor, the ARPUs are low, the propensity to pay is low. And so just in the last you know few months, as the, as the kind of California community has really like uh, woken up to the fact that, you know, these emerging market customers are not necessarily there for the taking. We, we believe we're very well positioned to help the industry um, expand into these markets in, in innovative new ways that um, just aren't there when, when they're not wireline households. So I think 20, 2022 is a really interesting year for the company because we have scale now we're at you know a thousand locations growing to 10,000 on our way to 100,000 we have a million customers on our way to 10 million on our way to 100 million we have the global OTTs realizing that that maybe there's a place for a solution like Migo in the distribution portfolio and and we're really you know we're well poised to to help them to gain distribution to these customers we have the relevant onshore players which actually have kind of more like directly relevant content to an Indonesian consumer. Um, and then we have, uh, from a global point of view, we are we will be launching shortly um, two studios uh, products, uh, their, their OTT products, and we are in discussions with another two um, to, to, to carry their, their OTT. Uh, legacy Hollywood studios. Um, and, and yeah, very excited. Those are relationships we've had for, you know, many, many years and they're just coming to fruition now. Netflix itself is really targeting kind of the top, you know, more of the HBO demo, the top five or 10% of our markets, not necessarily programmed and localized for the mass market. So, you know, but you know, we'd be happy to carry them over time as they localize in our markets.
thanks to Barrett from Migo and Patricio from Dalette. I hope you've enjoyed this chat and learned something about how Migo is disrupting the digital distribution industry in Asia and offering services to the other three billion consumers who are not currently targeted by the mainstream streaming services. And that's it for this episode. We have a series of podcasts coming up during the year. And of course, we'll be back in person in Amsterdam for IBC 2022 from the 9th to the 12th of September. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.